Folks, it is another Christmas edition of Heart Attack, and we've got a really great show for you. I've lined up a fantastic guest, but first, I just wanted to say that, hey, there's a lot of fear going around in this country about what somebody might do, what somebody's maybe going to do, and I'm here to tell you, folks, why don't you calm down, and why don't we just, for right now, be only afraid of what people are doing, of what people are actually doing, and the people in this country are standing up. The people in this country are starting to take a stand and do something about their political situation. I'm proud to say it's been an amazing victory for the people at Standing Rock. That doesn't mean the fight is over, but I must commend the veterans who came to the rescue. Uh, It's been an amazing year, and I just want to thank everybody for listening. And keep tuning in. Saturday nights, Jack Lope Radio, for more and more and more. Motherfucking heart attack! If you know what you want, go out and get it. If the feeling's strong, don't ever let it sway your way from where you should be headed. Come on, yeah, come on. It's taking a lifetime. What I got is my own. It's taking a lifetime. Welcome to our Christmas edition of Heart Attack. I am Hardy Fisher, and with me today is my favorite Uber geek, Ben. He's an amazing guy. We could talk about how one year later the Flint water is still dangerous to drink. That's right, guys. The water in Flint is still unsafe to drink. But the dirty little secret is the state is trying to sell off the water rights, the groundwater rights of Flint, Michigan. Guess who? To Nestle. That's right, our old friends Nestle, those cocksucking pieces of shit, are trying to steal our water yet again right out from under our feet. And our politicians seem all too eager to do that. And, oh, I could talk about the North Dakota pipeline that uh, dumped 176,000 gallons of oil into a creek. And maybe that's why those Indians are out at Standing Rock in the freezing fucking cold to make sure that these morons don't poison their water because what's happening across the country my friends and neighbors is that the oil companies and the water companies they're not telling us what's going on they have these pipelines there's like over 200 spills that the public has not been made aware of there is a ton of toxins in our water around the whole country and I'm hearing terrible things about what's going on with Los Angeles's water too so it's a pretty scary world out there but we're going to take a break from all that crap. I want to get into this this hacking thing keeps coming up. That and, folks, this fake news shit, I think it's hilarious that 
privately and very quietly, Obama passed a very, very scary censorship bill. And we should all be afraid of this. It's the anti it's this anti-Russian propaganda bill that he signed uh, that they put forth in the middle of the night. And now it's got to go in front of the Senate. So that's going to be something we're going to need to make a noise about because it allows them to censor any news story they think may be Russian propaganda. And the chain of proof is pretty fucking shabby. So, folks, this fake news thing is a reaction to alternative media online telling you the truth because the people in the polls, the polling companies weren't telling you the truth. It's so funny, after the election, the polls were all like, oh, gosh, we we just got it wrong. No, you lying sacks of shit. They paid you a lot of money to lie. That's exactly what happened. You cannot believe the polls, folks. Never, never listen to the polls. And besides the fact of you shouldn't listen to them because they're paid to give you information that they're paid to give you, not the actual truth, okay? Then there's the other issue, polling. Who the fuck has time to deal with a poll? Who's got time? Everybody's working. Most people I know out here in the Midwest are working two or three goddamn jobs. And these people got families. Who's got time? Who are they calling for these polls? They're not calling anybody. It's bullshit. They'll take a sampling of maybe 100 people and try to make that poll extrapolate across the country. Well, that just doesn't fly anymore with the web and with our ability to be able to communicate with each other, especially with shows like podcasting and online radio. I don't have the FCC breathing down my back, so I don't have to worry about my FCC license so I can tell you the truth. And that's a big part of the alternative media online. They don't have to worry about getting certain permits or getting certain permission from the government. So therefore, they can tell you the truth. They can tell you the facts. And isn't it funny that Julian Assange was practically made a prisoner in an embassy? For what? For telling us the truth about what our government is doing. And on that note, Ben, it is time for you to speak, my friend. (laughs) Glad to be back. Oh, yeah. I get rolling, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. Actually, I, I had some points I was thinking about to make in about a lot of that stuff. I mean, I I come from a, you know, information free, is free kind of a, a world, but I, there's... Well, I mean, what's your take on it then, Ben? Hit us. The, the fake news is, is staggering. I mean, like from climate change deniers to this new, and I'm not even kidding, Flat Earth Society is making a huge comeback. All those pictures from space of a round ball that we're all standing on is all fake, and you should really know that the Earth is flat. Like, that is a thing that people are now believing. I mean... Well, it's, for it's, one thing, you can't fix stupid. I mean, that's that's really... There, there are a tremendous amount of stupid people out there who, in our education system, they've especially like o- Obama's Common Core, uh, they're destroying critical thinking. They're destroying the ability to think your way through a problem. I mean, that, that's certainly part of it. But I mean, like... The, the, the news media, as, as in like the mainstream news media that was like sold by the FCC our airwaves so that they can broadcast, you know, the news essentially to us mm-hmm. as a uh, public service. Yeah, indeed. They, they have either no accountability. They never like if they make a mistake, they either bury the retraction or they, you know, we just have to hold these uh, these people more accountable for what they say. And if you say something that's untrue, you have to prominently retract it or, you know, lose your credibility. I don't like honestly, honestly, Ben, I think the only way this is going to change if somebody in the public, if people in the public 
sue their fucking asses off because that's the only I've seen so much of what's been what happened in Los Angeles when I was politically involved and fighting some of the illegal housing developments that the Los Angeles City Council was ramming down the public's throat. Uh, Those guys, they're all they're all bought and paid for. And what I found was that you really had to get the lawyers involved. And getting the lawyers involved or using the government's own rules against them was the only way to get anything done. And like you said, these news anchors, well, Fox already won the right to lie on their broadcast uh, in court. They actually had a huge lawsuit, and that's why the Canadian uh, government won't, Fox isn't a news channel in Canada. Yeah, that's the, thing. that's the thing. They should just make them not say news. If they called it Fox Entertainment Channel, I yeah. would be totally okay with that. Yeah, then it's different because it seems like it's nothing more than an opinions column over and exactly. over. I mean, it's when you say it's news, you call it truth, and then you spew a bunch of lies. It's 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 terrifying, to be honest. Or or deliberately mislead. You know what I mean? You say things that are all technically true, but you lead them down a path that is well, they don't. Uh, yeah. They won't tell you anything that they're so monopolized and owned by these giant corporations. So you won't see Time Magazine being critical of Big Pharma because when you pick up a, a copy of Time Magazine, it's like 64, 68 pages. And when you go through it and do the do the math, fourteen to fifteen of those pages will be all drug company advertising. That's a that's a big percentage of your magazine financed by these drug companies. So oh, of course Time magazine doesn't tell you the truth about what's happening to America from the prescription drug epidemic. These doctors are paid by Big Pharma to put people on these drugs so they make more money. People who don't need these drugs and the news doesn't report it. They don't talk about it. Print media has been dead to me for a while. I mean, it all started when I couldn't tell the difference between an article and an advertisement. Yeah, yeah, the LA Times really uh they fired all their their journalists and you're right. It it you're exactly right, man. Uh I got to say it's cuz right now there's some stuff going down with the drinking water out there. There was a big big thing with the Porter Ranch gas leak, the worst methane gas leak in American history. Oh yeah, that was huge. And they're not telling the public the truth about the chemicals that were released, the truth about how much benzene was released, which is a super cancer-causing chemical. And so they're attacking alt-media because everybody knows the news is fake now, except for stupid people. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's hilarious. There was a documentary that was supposed to come out about what, um, you know, all the, the Boeing-type defense contractors that were, you know, killing the valley groundwater and mm-hmm. doing all kinds of terrible things. Uh, that that documentary got killed. God knows where it went. Yeah. Um, right. So I what do you had to pay something like thirty million dollars in cleanup or something, which was just you know a drop in the bucket. And I saw I an... even that they're doing a terrible job at. I haven't really followed up. But when you tell people there was a reactor meltdown in in Los Angeles, uh, you know, in the seventies, they don't want to believe you. But you know, it happened, and it was all just buried in concrete. That and they also don't want to tell you, everyone wants to talk about Fukushima, but they won't tell you the simple fact that in San Francisco, you cannot eat the local shellfish. You cannot eat the local fish caught there because the waters are radioactive from the Navy shipyards that the Navy had towed in uh, uh, ships that they had done nuclear bomb tests on out in the ocean. They brought it in. It's a lead paint nightmare. Huh? The bikini atoll tests? Yeah. They brought those ships back? 
Yeah, they brought him into the harbor at the Navy shipyards in San Francisco, and it killed everybody. It killed all the, the Navy guys. And so the other issue was the radioactivity and the lead paint on everything and the asbestos. So the Navy decided it was cheaper to just let it rot. So a dirty little secret in San Francisco is you've got radioactivity, you've got a massive amount of lead dust floating around out there. The lead dust is in the is in the water, and wow, then you've got all the asbestos. Every year. Yeah. Dude, it's it's awful. It's it's really awful. And then they'll talk about Fukushima and they won't mention that, oh, uh, wasn't there several hundred nuclear tests done in the state of California? Nevada. Yeah. Close. And Nevada and California. They did nuclear tests in the state of California. Were those yeah. underground tests? That I don't know. I got to go back and do the research because, frankly, I'm a little fucking tired right now and I'm talking you out know, of I my... I ask people how many atomic bombs have been exploded in this on this world and a, a lot of people don't know. They'll say, like, oh, I don't know, 10? I think it's like a 1,000. Oh, no, no. America alone did about 1,200 and Russia yeah. did just as many. Yeah, and we don't know how many the Chinese have done. Yeah. Who knows also, what they've done? We started doing them underground, so we don't even know how many America's done. Allegedly, we stopped. but you know. Exactly, right? So what do you think is going to be the outcome of the fake news? I, I read an article that said Germany wanted to fine Facebook for every fake news story they didn't take down. Is, have you seen that story anywhere? That, that's hilarious. Um, you can't really expect social media to pick up the torch. And, and Facebook's idea of having robots figure this out is, is, a, is a pretty bad idea. I do like their flagging as fake, and they claim to say they're going to get fact checkers. But, you know, where are they getting their facts? And Well, we already facts? know that if you do a search on, search on Google, you're not actually getting a true search. People pay Google to give you the information. So you only get the information. You have a right to be forgotten. Yeah, you can actually be removed from search engines. Yeah, I think that's something that might not be a bad idea here. Grandpa got worked over by a mobster Walking in the city Christmas Eve You may say there isn't any mafia But as for me and Grandma, we believe Christmas is tough when you're retired So he went to Vinny for a loan But he forgot to make a payment So Scarface sent a goon to break some bones When we found him Christmas morning At the scene of the attack He was bruised and barely breathing in the trunk of an old black Cadillac Grandpa got worked over by a mobster Walking in the city Christmas Eve You may say there isn't any mafia But as for me and Grandma, we believe They put a horse head in his bedroom Round its neck there was a note you better raise some cash by midnight Or they'll find you with a fish shoved down your throat I've warned all my friends and neighbors Always borrow from a bank Or when you turn on your ignition You'll find an extra tiger in your tank Grandpa got worked over by a mobster 
Walking in the city Christmas Eve You may say there isn't any mafia But as for me and Grandma, we believe Merry friggin' Christmas Welcome back to Heart Attack. I'm Hart D. Fisher. With me is Uber Geek Ben, who is an amazing tech person and knows the hacker world. He is a computer expert and uh, a really cool guy, actually. Ben's a lot of fun to hang out with. He was my IT guy out in Los Angeles. He works with a lot of famous people, a lot of famous actors, but we're, we're going to keep who those people are to ourselves. Uh, I brought Ben on because there's all this stuff in the news and they're getting everybody all hyped up about Russia hacked the election to get Trump in. Well, you know, guys, uh, apparently there's a Stanford study that has shown through exit polling that all of the places where Bernie Sanders really bit it under Hillary, Hillary won by wide margins wherever there were electronic voting machines. Hmm. But you can't hack those from the outside, can you, Ben? Well, um, there's a there's been a lot of studies that show physical access to the machine is all you need. And mm -hmm. with that, you can do a lot of damage. And um, although there's not a lot of specific evidence that that happened in this election, mm -hmm. um, there have been numerous reports that it is not only possible, but trivial. Mm -hmm. and, uh, that is why... We need a lot of accountability on our electronic voting. And luckily, the technology exists. Now, are you a fan of the machines? Because I know, wasn't it uh, wasn't Dyson one of the people that was making, not not the vacuum, but but Diebold or, or one of those companies? Yeah, Diebold. And they're yeah. super they right wing. Name, but they're still in the business. Mm -hmm. um, they, they, they had a lot of terrible, I mean, there's a, here's what it is. You can't really say they're criminally negligent because they are just as, you know, cheap and short-sighted as every other hardware manufacturer out there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, <clears throat> we find all kinds of uh, toys that are vulnerable to like hacks and attacks. And there's some Barbie that you could like turn on a microphone remotely. And it wasn't because they were trying to help perverts or, or whatever. It's because they just, you know, they rushed the software out. They paid no money for it. They did no quality assurance testing. It's, it's the state of our uh, of our manufacturing now. We use whatever's available and uh, whatever's cheap. And unfortunately, just like smartphones and cell phones, there's never any real true study done uh, for people. But I'll tell you something: when you deal with these major phone companies and you start dealing with the executives behind the scenes, most of the executives I've met in that business, they don't have the big fuck off smartphone. They got the stupid flip phone that I've got. They don't have those things, and a lot of those things are pretty dangerous. I was watching a woman in, uh, well, shit, we're getting off message. I want to keep talking about this hacking of the, the I, I don't, I don't believe that Russia hacked our vote. The smartphone, you're probably already hacked. Yeah, well, what I meant was the, uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. The pregnant woman was using this right over her belly, and there's a strong signal coming out of that. And a lot of them, it's the same hurts, it's the same thing as like microwave. They're, they're microwave energy, right? It's a it's a couple of hertz off, but it's it's still. I mean, there's a YouTube video which is fake of people cooking an egg with a cell phone. 
Oh yeah, that's bullshit. I've actually was with a doctor, and the doctor had uh, an uh, EMF thing, and he showed me the signal. You know, like he he did it. He took his phone and he put it there, and he, he did it all up. And I was like, holy shit! So I was thinking of that when I saw this woman with her phone on her belly. Radio is a lot like light. It is is just basically a different wavelength. And if you could put on glasses to see all of the radio that is around you you would be immediately blinded. There is so much radio on so many different bands for so many different purposes. And I mean, I'm sure some of them are dangerous. I mean, there's there's uh, some microwave emitters that are used in naval ships. And if a bird flies past it, it'll immediately get cooked and fall to the deck. Well, my doctor was telling me that we were getting examined a lot for, I had an issue with, I was mold poisoned in Los Angeles. Okay. And the doctor that I was seeing had told me that actually the Wi-Fi makes the mold more toxic. Something about the Wi-Fi fucks with the mold, and it makes it more toxic. See, that's the thing, but Wi-Fi is generally 2.4 gigahertz mm -hmm. or 5.8 gigahertz. Mm -hmm. Those bands are actually used by lots of other things. Yeah. 2.4 is actually the same frequency that's used by Bluetooth. So all Bluetooth devices yep. are literally transmitting the same as Wi-Fi, just at a lower power. There's also, you know, remote controls, baby monitors, portable phones, walkie-talkies, mm -hmm. uh, intercom devices. Like, the list goes on and on. The FCC opened that frequency for anything. Oh, your refrigerator, the, these, these, these fridges that are supposed to report back, you know. Uh, I don't know how, like, modern cars have computer chips in a lot of the engine parts, and they report back to the company. Oh, yeah. Well, and there's black boxes in cars now that can be looked at to see how fast were you really going. Oh, dude, that's awful. Yeah. Well, the really terrifying thing is what the police want to do, and they want to have a stop uh, car killer so they can just push a button and your car turns off. That's... Makes the chase is a lot easier. That's crazy, man. Yeah. Well, the, the, the terrifying thing is if cops can do it, the hackers Bad can guys can do it. That's really the thing is, is every tool has a different purpose. A hammer is great to put in a nail, but it's also good to smack a motherfucker in the head with. Mm -hmm. And getting back to the Russian hack... There's why do you think there's so much hysteria about this, Ben? It it, it seems like it, it doesn't even seem possible for them to be able to do it. For one, am I correct in that? Oh my God, there's so many hilarious elements about this. But I think if I start at the top, um, <laughs> basically, I think the hysteria comes from oh no, the Russians hacked the election and they made Trump president, and that's just blatantly untrue. Uh, they they um. They may have hacked into the DNC. The FBI and the CIA seem to think that they did. But the way that they hacked into the DNC was Bush League. It was is a process called phishing. I don't know if you guys know about that. what that is. Yeah. It's basically when you send an email that says, oh, hey, your password is uh, broken. Uh, click this link to fix it. And that link then, you know, asks them for all of their cr credentials. Mm -hmm. Your virus, antivirus software you put on my computer is still constantly grabbing that from my mail. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of them. Most of them are dumb. Some of them are really good. Like I got, oh my god, I got one from uh, that was it said, "Dear Dropbox, your income tax payment is due date to today. Uh, call with you know." And it was just terrible English, and oh yeah, it's like who yeah. would think that that's a real. IRS message. Yeah, I get slammed with that shit. But <clears throat> John Podesta, 
who is uh, one of the, the chairman of her of uh, Hillary's uh, presidential campaign. Mm -hmm. He got such an email that basically said your your password is wrong. Click this link and enter some information to fix it. And he did. Oh no! And once he did that, allegedly he gave it to his IT guys to vet it, and they gave it the thumbs up. Mm -hmm. But once he did that, they were into his account. Yeah. I mean, he, there was one, if he didn't fall for that, they wouldn't have been in. And two, mm -hmm. if he would have enabled something as simple as two-factor authentication, they wouldn't have been in. Mm -hmm. And it's like, because the the cost of entry is so low, that could literally have been done by a teenager. Wow. It, it's very hard to attribute it to anything. So, I mean, this this thing, how could they even prove, let's say, like, you're saying... You don't think that it's the the Russians hacked our election at all? Oh, I I I think I think it, I think more than one person hacked the DNC. I think okay. it was a low hanging fruit. It was an easy target, and a lot of people took it. Gotcha. And I think maybe the Russians were some of them, but it's like what part of Russia? And it's how how can you prove it? Where's where's any kind of proof? Well, okay, I can talk about proof. Okay. Well, we in the, in the industry we call it attribution. And there's basically only a couple of ways you can do it. The most popular is the source connection. Ah, oh, we traced the source. We got the call. Yeah, like it's in the fucking movies. Russia. <laughs> yeah. Now, well, that's that's very popular. That was what they used to um, to attribute the, uh, the the North Korean Sony hack. Yeah, and it, that wasn't in North Korea. They didn't yeah, hack Sony. Russia, North Korea that hacked into our system. It was the North Koreans over it, a movie. But, it, it wasn't the North Koreans. <laughs> no, I can I prom I can promise that. I it think was, it was a, it was an inside IT guy for the Sony hack. But the important fact is, the the source can be spoofed. I mean, if you're a hacker, if you're willing to break the law, you can hack into. I mean, if you have any talent at all, you can probably hack into about thirty percent of the computers out there on the internet right now. Mm -hmm. So you pick a country that you want to work out of, hack hack a system. Use that system to hack a couple other systems. Now you have a little infrastructure, you know, mm -hmm. and those are basically cutouts. So right. if anything goes wrong, they trace you back to the hacked machines and they, they get nowhere. Mm -hmm. So you can, you know, hack something in China, hack something in Nigeria, hack something in Russia, wherever you want, and you can look like you're coming from there. You can also literally rent time on existing botnets and pretend to be anywhere in the world. There are... Uh, a lot of them are actually Russian criminal syndicates, mm -hmm. uh, but there are a lot of hacking syndicates that will sell you time on other people's computers. Wow. So you don't even have to hack it. You can start already in there. Wow. That's kind of scary. That, so, that, so that's the source, like tracing the source. That's one way. And they, they claim that's how they figured out that it's Russia, but they, they claim to also have other information that they can't tell us. Well, which of course. Which may be valid because if they have a line of information on Russia and what they're their hacking groups are doing, they don't want to tell anyone that. Those, that channel will get closed down, and then, they, then they'll be in the dark. Very true. I'm a John LeCarre I fan. The idea of, I can't tell you my source, but you know, it still seems a little fishy. It um, seems real fishy, especially coming from the CIA. They have no credibility whatsoever. None. They don't. Another, tech, another way to uh, assign blame is the methods and techniques used. Okay. Like a, mo uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, operating method, modus operandi. Exactly. Now, this is really only useful if they used a very specific technique. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys remember Flame or the Stuxnet worm. Yeah. That was highly advanced, sophisticated software that we still don't fully understand. That was clearly nation state actors, and we're pretty confident it was Israel, America, and Germany. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> if you see, if we see elements of that, like years later we discovered Flame and it deter- we determined that it was actually uh, part of the greater subset that was Stuxnet. Well, I'll tell you, yeah. uh, for the people out there at home, if they want to read up on this or if they want to watch a program about it, there's a program on Vice that is called Cyber War, and they did an amazing piece on the whole Stuxnets, and they went to Israel, and they did a whole thing on Israel's cyber culture and their hacker culture. Cyber War has been one of the most illuminating programs I've seen on Vice. Yeah, I actually I haven't I haven't caught that program. I'll have to check it out. You would you would really dig it because it's very interesting. And for me, I I don't know a lot about this stuff. You know, you worked on my computer. I'm like, uh, can I sit down and write? Yeah, okay, thank you, Ben. <laughs> and I don't really know shit about it. Uh, I, I'm not a computer guy, so for me, it's just a whole other world. And I think that you and the audience should really be checking it out. It's probably one of their best shows. That and uh, I like their uh, show, uh, Pharmacopia, uh, with the oh. dude who's all about hallucinogens and the chemistry behind it. Interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But let's get back to the, the, the paper trails and how you would find these guys. So you're saying that uh, they may have found a guy based on he has certain techniques or certain ways of yeah, doing things. Because because it was a, a phishing attack mm-hmm. and it was such you know low-level attack, it, it literally could have been anywhere. So those techniques aren't special. We didn't have like you know the signature gun or the signature bullet to, to line it up. So that won't work. Um, nobody took credit for it. And you know? uh, well, uh, I would like to define like a hack of an election. If you take information that is true and you make it public that's damning, I don't consider that a hack. I consider that you, you're almost like a newspaper. You just revealed the truth. Now, if you went in and you changed one vote to another vote, to me, that's hacking the election. Yeah. No, I hear you. And so I, I don't mean, think they hacked the election. Hacking information for any purpose, you know, from a legal standpoint, is kind of similar just to breaking and entering. If you could, it could have journalistic measure. Um, and, you know, there could be all kinds of great reasons to do it. But when you do it, I mean, we, we know this from, uh, 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 you know, all, all the anonymous guys that have gone to jail for doing oh, really yeah. great stuff. Well, the government gets really pissed when you reveal all their bullshit. Yeah. That's just the simple fact. They get so pissed. The hypocrisy. Yeah, they get really angry. I mean, think about it. You've got this uh, oil company trying to ram this pipeline through as fast as they can because they lose their financing if they don't have it finished by January 1st. And there's all kinds of people in the government that have all gotten their bribes. They've all been paid off. They rush this thing through. They don't actually have all the proper legality to do it. I don't even understand how you could try to build a pipeline. It's my understanding that Standing Rock is a, a sovereign nation of the Indian tribe. Am I correct in that? Actually, I'm not the best person to answer for that. Okay. All right. Well, I thought I thought it was a sovereign. It was their sovereign land. So how can an oil company come in and put it on their land? They're their own country. I don't understand. I thought they won some some uh, measure that made them have to move around the Standing Rock. Uh, the Army Corps of Engineers uh, denied them a permit, denied the oil company a permit once the veterans showed up. So I want to thank Americans veterans. I want to thank all the people that went out and stood up 
because six million people could have been affected by this drinking water getting fucked up with oil. And these guys have a, the Dakota Pipeline guys have a history of spilling oil into fresh water. They seem to do it all. They do it so often, Ben, you'd think they had a plan. Like it was a plan to spoil the water to make Nestle's water rights more valuable. <laughs> if I was yeah, paranoid. It's a, it's a shame that we're going to keep using all, all this oil and destroying the earth to pull it out of the ground until every last drop is drunk. Got those holiday blues Sitting here drunk by the tree yeah. I'm feeling lonely and used The only presents here are from me yeah. She didn't have to fly When suicide's so high I ask myself why But I'm stumped She left me high and dry By myself at Christmas time and all I got was dumped Why did she leave me a note I didn't even bother to call And I keep reading what she wrote She sure got Christmas balls Dear Pat, I hate to leave But it's best not to deceive well, now you made me feel like a chump She's with someone I know Under the mistletoe And all I got was dumped I got dumped for Christmas Tell me, fellas, why did you get? She's with my friend in Texas I guess I see X and Xmas That's dumb that you'll never forget A game of love, I got bumped I didn't get a tie Or even a reason why For Christmas I got dumped I got dumped for Christmas Tell me fellas, what did you get? She's with my friend in Texas I guess I'm the ex and Xmas For Christmas I...
Oh, man, guys. Welcome back to Heart Attack. Uh, me and Ben keep lighting it up during the song off the air, and he just brought up something really insane. We're talking about the stranglehold of oil and the oil money, and you just floored me. Dude, tell my audience what you just told me off the air about Norway and Sweden. Okay, I, I mean, some of my details may not be entirely accurate, but I believe that uh, Norway basically passed a law that said uh, by 2050, it will be illegal to sell cars, a gas-powered car, in Norway. And I think by 2025, it will be incredibly difficult. But, um, yeah, I, I should probably uh, look that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it should be interesting because it seems that a lot of the Europeans, the, the smaller European countries, and like Iceland, a lot of them seem to be more forward-thinking, but that might be from island culture and, and being isolated and understanding that, hey, we got to take measures right away. Yeah, I mean... And there's a lot of great alternatives. I mean, what I would love to see, I, I like the electric cars, and the problem with electric cars is the range. But mm -hmm. if we had smart roads, the roads could actually power the car. And as long as the car is on the smart road, you're literally charging while driving. And it would create I mean, a whole lot of new jobs in America, huh? Yeah, and we, we build the infrastructure that we you know, did a great job with 100 years ago. Right. And now it needs a lot of work. And that's really the thing. Everybody talks about being out of work, and our government seems to want to keep giving our billions of dollars away to every other country around the world except for us. And our infrastructure is absolutely falling apart. But again, you and me, Ben, we're wandering. Let's, let's get back to the, the hacking stuff. Dude, you, you also told me right before the show something about Skype. We record a lot of heart attack via Skype, and you were saying that, dude, update your Skype. <laughs> Yeah, if you run if you run OSX, you definitely want to update your Skype. But actually, with whoever you're running, uh, definitely keep your Skype the most current. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Uh, well, there's been a lot of security problems with Skype in, in over the years. But most recently, there was basically a a backdoor into the OSX version of Skype that was discovered like a week ago and just recently patched. Holy shit. Yeah, and it, it could have been in there for I don't know how long. Uh, it, whether it was deliberate or accidental, I don't know. I didn't I didn't read the analysis. I just uh, read the headline. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's pretty uh, pretty bad, dude. There's so many different ways for people to get into your computer and do stuff. Well, and I mean, Skype Skype has been famous for a uh, 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 information vulnerability. Basically, there, you could get somebody's IP address from their Skype ID without mm -hmm. them even knowing. Hmm. And hey, that's been in effect for, I don't know, like five, six years. I think they just fixed it a little while ago, and I think even not even 100%. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dude, crazy. Fucking crazy. I'm wondering, too, if some of these pipeline leaks aren't from, you know, terrorists hacking us and we're not being told. I mean that that seems unlikely. Um, right now, actually, I, I have a I have a colleague who uh, studies uh, industrial control system hacking, mm -hmm. and he basically does this by building botnets or not botnets, sorry, building uh, honeypots that are disguised as industrial control systems. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They they make themselves look like a power plant, or make themselves look like a, like a foundry or something. Gotcha. And then then you know have lax security and watch what happens. Wow. And what they've found is some amazing stuff. 
And there are there are high level groups of hackers um, that are probably funded by nation states. And they are going in there and they are mapping and they are analyzing these control systems. They don't seem to be doing anything yet. yet. That's scary, uh, man. Yeah. Especially he tell me he watched someone he believed was a was part of the Chinese uh, apt uh, what do they call app 27. Yeah. Uh, they uh, <clears throat> he was actually watching him like not even a bot. He was actually watching him keys like typing keys to test some of these control systems. Dude, that's some truly, truly frightening stuff. And I wondered if we're in the middle of a cyber war right now, because in a way with Stuxnet, we d somebody did it. You know, we did it. Uh, oh, we are. We are. I mean, you, it's happening. Did we talk about the uh, the was it dark broker? No. Oh, man, that this is a great story. Um, basically, somebody claims to have hacked the NSA. OK. And they leaked um, they leaked a bunch of uh, like a treasure trove of stuff, which included basically backdoor software into the largest industrial routers out there. Fuck. And these were what were referred to as zero day exploits. Gotcha. Nobody had ever seen these before. They were completely unpatched by the manufacturer. So even if you were running the most current device, you were still vulnerable. And the NSA has a history of leaving these backdoors open that they know about and not yeah, informing you know, American this, companies. This information so was stolen from 2012. Right, right. So this is at least four years old. Gotcha. And so they, rather than make us safe, the NSA decided to exploit this vulnerability to gain more information. Therefore making us more unsafe and actually weaker. Yeah, and well, and then of course their toys got taken. And so God knows how long this broker was using this stuff before he decided to make a few Bitcoins and sell it. You know, dude, that's true. So this broker's probably had this information for the last four years. Potentially. And now here's the thing. he uh, He's selling them off piecemeal individually to individual buyers. So oh my he only God. released like about 30 or 40% of what he had. I he believe. just released enough to chum the waters for the sale. Yeah, to get everybody like uh, really passionate about this. And, and it's, it's, you can see there's, there's uh, a full spreadsheet. It talks about every exploit is itemized, you know, whether it's, you know, what system it's for, what versions it's for, what's patched, what's unpatched. Wow. Yeah, that... you can buy the whole collection for 1,000 Bitcoins, I believe. Oh, my God. And there's just no way to stop this guy. Well, I mean, the information's already out. They can't put the genie back in the bottle. Well, but, the, but the, the question is, is, has he hacked? Is Okay, if he, if he got this information at some point and that you say the information's from 2012, the question is, how many more times has he gone back to the well since then? Well, that's the question. What well did he get them from? And right. most people agree that he didn't actually hack the NSA. Okay. What he probably got uh, was was one of those cutaways or, or cutouts that I was talking about earlier, that you take a box, mm -hmm. you use that box to hack other boxes so people can't tell where you're coming from. And folks at home, when he refers to a box, he's talking about a computer. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Hacker talk, guys. Keep going, Ben. Keep going, man. Well, no, so, so basically um, people suspect that he got like an NSA cutout and he was able to take some tools from there. And they suspect that some of those tools weren't even supposed to be there. So they were probably left there accidentally by the operator. And that's a real 
important issue is human error. Uh, I, I read these action books and spy books and stuff, and there's a guy named Demo Dick Marchinko who was one of the founding members of SEAL Team 6, and he did a counter-terrorist group called Red Cell. Uh, I, I read all his books, all his action books, and he talks about when they were penetrating security at naval installations to test their security, it was always the human error. It was always the human. It was never the machinery that they would defeat. It was always the person operating the machinery. And you, they talk about all of the civilian contractors that are working for the NSA. That's a dirty little secret in America. They have been shortchanging military vets to keep private civilian contractors working. So they've been letting go the vets and keeping these super expensive contractors. But those guys aren't military people. Those are private corporations, and those are human beings. And they're they might leave their computer up with the password in it when they go get their Starbucks. They might have had a bad day and left some stuff where they forgot about it. I mean, hell, we already know doctors leave surgical instruments in people sometimes during surgery when they sew them up. Well, if you want to talk about the human factor or human error, just talk to John Podesta about the DNC hack. Yeah, he can blame it on his IT guys, but we know it was him. <laughs> he just clicked that fucking link like a moron. Yeah, I, mean, I actually was just demonstrating something to some of my clients recently. Um, there's a little toy you can get called a rubber ducky. Mm -hmm. It looks like a USB thumb drive, but it's actually a, um, a little programmable microcontroller. Whoa. And it's used to inject keyboard commands into a computer. Wow. Uh, you may have seen it on, um, I think it was in uh, Mr. Robot and also... Right. Uh, do you uh, watch Mr. Robot? Oh, I do. I love that show. It's great. It's the most accurate hacking show I've seen on television, although not perfect. You know, I'm going to I'm going to check back into it. I watched the first season and then my life got crazy and then I didn't come back to it. So I think I'll go check it out if you like it and if it's that accurate. Yeah. Oh man, it's I, I the only real huge mistake I found was in the very first episode. Uh-huh. Do you want to oh, talk about the mistake? <laughs> what was that? We'll, we'll we'll go back and watch that show again and uh, what's the mistake? Oh, and when he talks about how Tor works, he, he tracked down the guy with a coffee shop that had super fast internet uh -huh. and found his dark secret. Right. Yeah, the way he describes finding his dark secret would have worked for anything except the Tor hidden service that he was talking about. Does Tor still work, or has it been defeated? Well, the Tor browser is based on um, uh, Mozilla, which is basically Firefox. Mm-hmm. And that is made by a lot of uh, engineers all around the world who submit code that aren't being paid. Right. So it's not perfect. Um, Mozilla recently had their um, development channel hacked, and all of the bugs that had been reported mm -hmm. were basically now taken by a third party. Okay. Um, so mo the actual Tor browser itself has been attacked on number on a number of, of times successfully. Uh, mm -hmm. Mostly by our own FBI uh, mm -hmm. to to take down um, uh, pedophiles, basically. Right, right. But you know, any any uh, any of those can if it if it is effective against the most recent version of Tor, it will hurt your um, your pedophiles and your political activists or dissidents. You know, the same. Well, they used all these counterterrorism techniques against the uh, Standing Rock protesters the the people that were in standing rock the fbi had cessnas that they were flying over there with uh what do you call it wi-fi honey pots and they were sucking up everybody's passwords because it was free wi-fi it's like morons you're in the middle of nowhere you, you shouldn't even have any wi-fi 
Uh, I would not use that Wi-Fi. And they sucked up their passwords. And these cocksuckers in our own government were going into these protesters' accounts and changing their passwords and locking them all out of their accounts. That's pretty terrible. I, I know I checked into Standing Rock on, on Facebook because uh, I heard they were going after people who checked in there. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, me and a million other people checked in there in one day. Wow. Wow. I didn't hear about that one. I just heard more and more about all the different issues with uh, the hacking that was going on uh, <laughs> of these protesters' uh, tablets, all their phones. They were getting locked out of their phones, and they were also having issues where their batteries were being drained immediately. Oh, yeah. That's not a hard trick to do, but yeah. That's it awful sucks. that the government was doing that on behalf of some fucking oil company to American peaceful protesters. It, the fact yeah. that they were peaceful, and I think that's a key thing because the COINTELPRO guys, the FBI guys, send their agents in to make peaceful protest groups. They want them to get violent so they could crack down on them and keep the status quo. And so that's why it's so important when you do these protests to be peaceful, to leave the violence for the bullies and stay yeah. the fuck away from it. And, and look, it worked. I mean, thank God. And watch God. out for provocateurs. Yeah, watch out for the provocateurs because that guy's probably going to be an agent for the government trying to get you to throw a bottle so they could throw you in jail and do horrible shit to you. Yeah. I mean, that's the simple fact. That's why the peaceful protest works. You know, that's that's a big deal. And it takes a lot of strength and courage to, to be able to endure that. My hat is off to all those Sweet people at Standing Rock. To bring it back to hacking, mm -hmm. hacktivism doesn't just have to be about breaking into places to expose their files. Mm -hmm. um, the the what was it the PayPal eight? Uh, they they got in trouble for uh, a denial of service attack. Okay, which is kind of the equivalent of a digital sit-in, mm -hmm. and I don't know uh, whether that should be a crime. You know, clearly it shouldn't be. You shouldn't. It should be a crime if you do it to critical or life-saving infrastructure. Well, but, didn't didn't wasn't there a massive worldwide hack of like the Vatican and the major banks and uh, did you you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, well, there's a lot of there's a a lot of hacks as far as um, uh, a lot of uh, banks. Uh, I think related to like Putin's financial mm. financials. That, that terrified a lot of people that uh, some people suspected was like American kind of back, hack back mm -hmm. for the election. It's a really, I don't it, know what that's really going to accomplish. It's, it's a really, uh, we live in a really amazing time. I mean, the fact that warfare is turning into this instead of bullets and bombs, you could do more damage with a hack. No, it's true. Really scary, man. Is there anything else uh, going on out there? We're getting near the end of the show. Have you got one last uh, little tidbit from my audience from your your bag of tricks? Oh man, I um, nothing comes immediately to mind. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> well, tell me about the battery thing. How do they drain? How do they get it to drain the battery so fast? Uh, it's easy. All you have to do is pretend to be a weak cell tower. Uh, uh what? Or, I don't. I don't understand. Well, there's there's a, there's a number of things. One, um, you can. Uh, create uh, basically wireless noise that will confuse the Wi-Fi scanner mm -hmm. within the phone okay. and keep it scanning. Uh -huh. And you can basically do the same thing with the cellular side. And if you're an asshole, you can do it with the Bluetooth side too. So now you have three radios burning up all their juice. Wow. And that's not hard to do, huh? I mean, not if you have a 
you know, a, some nice radio gear. Honestly, you only need to spend about 200 bucks if you want to do it on a small scale. And it's, I don't know, maybe 10 grand if you want to do it on a large scale. Now, that's, of course, if you know what you're doing. If you're buying a commercial off-the-shelf product, it'll cost you about, you know, 150 grand. Man, that's intense, dude, that, that you could get something like that for 200 bucks. And the, the criminal group, uh, they wouldn't think twice about 10 grand. Oh, yeah. No, there, there's, um, well, I, if you want to know, um, you, you guys know about the RFID uh, yeah, brands. the RFIT, the size of a, a grain of rice, and it tracks everything. They're going to put it in everything, and the idea is that that, that uh, combined, if you have an RFID in your shoe, in your sock, in your wallet, in your, in your credit card, in your passport, in your whatever, all of those IDs together create a ID that's unique, that is you. And that can be tracked at an incredible distance if you're okay with irradiating the people you're tracking. Jesus Christ, that's horrible. Yeah. Ah, oh, wow. What what a great way to end the show. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> and on that note, hey, Ben, thanks for making the time to come on the show. Uh, is there Where can people find you online? Uh, well, I'm BE3N on Twitter. Uh, actually, just, just I'm BE3N. If you Google it, you'll see me. Awesome. Awesome. Folks, thanks for listening to Heart Attack. And, oh, one more thing I wanted to mention. Hey, uh, I wanted to thank everybody who's been uh, contributing to my ER fund. Over the summer, my wife and I had, we both had to take trips to the emergency room. Uh, my wife has severe anemia. We found out this summer she almost had a complete coronary collapse. It was pretty scary. We had to go in for an emergency blood transfusion. So we have got some serious medical bills and we have a GoFundMe campaign. GoFundMe.com backslash heart dash wakas dash er dash medical dash fund i know it's a mouthful guys and waka is in there as a plural w-a-k-a-s okay guys yeah right uh so it's uh once again that's gofundme.com backslash heart dash wakas dash er dash medical dash fund oh man i should have done a better job of tagging that one Come back, boys. I've been hiding out in Kalamazoo. I spotted at a Burger King a time or two. But hey, we're sunny. We got a pack. I tell Dr. Nick had the drugs in my sack. For Christmas this year, I'm coming back. I heard that Lisa Marie married Michael Jackson Alleged pedophile with a speckle Johnson Until that boy gonna give him a whack What's wrong with him getting kids in the sack For Christmas this year I'm coming back I'm coming back for Christmas Stop all the tours at Graceland Round up the boys, we're gonna make us some noise Tell Priscilla I'm a change man Pearl Jam, Madonna, run and hide a Prince, hey, I'm the king, you better step aside More gold records piling in a stack Reminds me of all mama's flapjacks For Christmas this year Oh, Christmas this year for Christmas is you oh, I'm coming back Christmas is you I'm coming back
Heart Attack is a 1201 Beyond production. Visit 1201beyond.com for more great shows.